And it's like, it's weird that like the only thing that makes you a failure, the only thing that makes you unsuccessful is quitting. That's the only thing. Hi, I'm Aaron and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, where we explore, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I'll be interviewing the best artists in the game while also taking some time to appreciate some new and classic albums. Make sure you like and subscribe to the show and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming news and guests. Also, don't forget to check out my new Patreon under hip hop hustle that will give you exclusive content and help me keep the show running and getting better. All right, let's get into it. All right, there we go. And we're live and we have a guest coming back to the show, the one and only King Solomon. Obviously, it's a hip hop podcast and uh, it's been a little while, but man, it's great to see you doing really good things. I mean, you just dropped a music video, uh, everything on 22, uh, 2020. I mean, I've been listening to that for like back to back now. It's super catchy. The trumpet That's- in the background is dope. Um, yeah, it, it just came out so well. And then obviously you also dropped a single uh, as well, um, as well. So you've That's been absolutely right. just killing it at the moment, which I love to see. I love to see everyone doing well. Everything 2020 was the track. I always fuck up the song names. And Miami <laughs> Beach was the single that just came out as well. So make sure you check them out. But no, nah, man, it's great That's to have right. you back. Thank you. No, it's glad to be back, man. I'm really happy you have me, bro. Like, that was some introduction, man. I got to give it to you, <laughs> you know. But uh, just real quick, man, the same way that you were saying I'm putting out music videos, putting out singles, like, I see that same hustle in you with the podcast, always interviewing new people, always getting big uh, figureheads in the industry. Like, you know, you're stepping up, too. So I'm glad that we could both be here. You know, right now, I feel like we're both just like, you know, filled with momentum. So I'm glad to be here. And, you know, like you were saying to everybody out there, listen, man, we got everything 2020 new music video. We got Miami Beach. We're here to, you know, just show love and give you guys a little detail into how all this even happened. Exactly right. And also the cool thing is uh, obviously King Solomon was one of you were early on in the podcast. It was even before I had this room, you know, the camera yeah. was way worse than this. I had a long beard. It looked like I was a homeless man coming up the street, <laughs> picked up a mic. But, you know, it's good to see. It's good to see. Like we said, it's like time. you asked for a dollar on the street in your cup. And it's like, you got enough change. So you bought some microphones and yeah, and, uh, I, you I know, figured out upgrade. how to use a computer. I like didn't know what I was doing. It was like too close to me, and like it was blurry as shit. I didn't release any of those video clips, but like go to the podcast, you'll be able to listen. You can hear the audio quality isn't as good as well. It's just it's just how it is. But no, nah, man, hey, you awesome gotta upgrade, man. Yeah, you gotta upgrade, man. Nah, I'm glad to be back, man. I really am, and I'm happy I could come out here, talk about the music video and everything. You know, it, it's been. It's been a crazy process, man. I never even thought that I would release this music video at first. You know, it's like everything 2020 was supposed to be released in 2020. And now it's like 2022. You know, it's been like a crazy ride. So I'm just I'm just happy to be here, man. You know, let, let's make let's make some history happen. Now you've got some good equipment because, <laughs> you know, you got rid of the beard. You know, you upgraded. Uh, I want to say something about both of us. It's not that we upgraded the profession. I think it's that we upgraded our just lifestyle, you know, like everything got upgraded. 
Yeah. I, I think it's just, you know, every single day. And I always say this to my friends is like, I'm never like I hit, I do something and I'm like, what's the next thing I got to do to level up? <laughs> like it's never yes, enough. Yes. Like I, No matter where you end up and I can kind of see, it, and it happens with, you know, people always talk about like billionaires and shit and like, when will they ever be satisfied? But they're never satisfied wow. because like, that's true. You could be satisfied at 500 million. Like what's the difference between 500 and a billion? Like it's a big difference, but at the same time, like you start comparing yourself to others and you start competing and then you're like, I want to push myself to that next level. We're not billionaires, obviously, but it's like, I think it's like the same mindset of like, just never quit and just always set new goals. Yeah, it's so true, bro. It's so true. I mean, all these guys, they just get caught up in that mindset of just having to, like, keep growing and keep working. And that's really what pushes them. Like, that's what pushes us. It's like the same thing. You know, obviously, some people do it on a whole nother level. You know, I I got belief in both of us. We're going to make it there. But like, you know, that's really what you got to hone in on that focus, man. But at the same time, they got so much money. They don't even care about anything, bro. Like, you know, they, they can do whatever they want, bro. They got probably like, you know, secret like submarines and stuff like that, like traveling everywhere. You know, they, they, I, don't know. They don't I think Warren Buffett money. doesn't do that shit. Like he is an old dude. He's just like, he's like an OG billionaire, like a billionaire. He doesn't really, he doesn't splash the cash. He just invests all his money and shit. Like he must be the most boring man to hang out with, (laughs) but like the smartest guy ever. It's true. I mean, bro, the the truth of the matter is that like you hit me with the one person that is not going to act like that. But majority of individuals these days are all going to be going nuts when they got a little bit of cash, man. That's true. That's true. But hey, you know, I can't, they, they got it. And you know, anyone can do it. You just got to like find your niche and it's all about the hustle. But man, I was going to ask you 20, everything 2020. Do you feel like, have, have you gone like, you know what, maybe I won't name the songs after years anymore because Mm. then like, you know what I mean? Because do you feel like now, like it took a long time and now people like, hold on, it's 2022 and it's 2020. Like, do you feel like that the naming of it, you were like back in hindsight, if you could name it everything 2022, like, cause obviously the music drop, music video drop now would have been a little bit easier. All right. So in order to answer that question, I got to go back a little bit, but straight up, like, yeah, you know, like releasing it, releasing it now definitely would have been a little bit easier, but the whole point of naming it everything 2020 was just to encapsulate a moment in time that everyone was really feeling a certain way. You know, if I was to say everything 2022 or 2021, it wouldn't have like that same impact. You know, I feel like 2020 was such a like chaotic year for everybody, for the whole world. Like it was something that will go down in history books, you know, whereas like 2021 and 2022 were like, you know, in itself, they were completely different years from what we're used to. But like it wasn't like the year that it happened, you know, like 2020 is when everything happened. That's when everything changed. That's when like COVID took over. Everyone's worried about wearing a mask now. All of a sudden, you got wash your hands 20 seconds. You don't know if you're going to go hang out with your friends ever again. Like, everyone's bugging out. And, like, the point the point of, you know, naming it everything 2020 is because when I recorded this song, 
it was legit. It was December 28th, like whatever, like six, uh, eight days, eight days before the, the, the Capitol, you know, like they stormed the Capitol. So that's really like, when I saw that happen, that's, that was really my like confidence going like skyrocketing because like, that was the truth right there. You know, everything was crazy in 2020. So I know I picked the right year and everything that I talked about in the song and like my lyrics, like it was all about that one moment. So, you know, I definitely think that naming a song after a year is something I wouldn't recommend. To be honest, I probably won't do it again unless it's a special track because this was a special track. That's why I chose to do it. You never really want just a little bit of piece of advice for any other artists who might be listening to this. You never want to use a year in your song or name a song after a year because then you have less of a chance of the music being timeless. You know, you want to make music that will go on forever. Whereas like, you know, putting a year in your music, it might just put you in a bracket. Whereas if you never mention a time frame, someone could be listening to it. They don't know if it was 20 years ago or if it was yesterday, you know, like no one has that idea. So um, yeah, that, that, that's really, that's really why I did everything 2020 because that, that year was crazy. And I, <laughs> I, I had to put all that shit in a song, bro. Like it was way too much going on, bro. It really was. To be fair though, Dr. Dre released 2001. So if it's good enough yeah. for him, I think it's good enough. But I think like, I don't mind using a year if it's like a year in reflection or like, it's not like if you're okay. if, like, you know, if you were like, oh, maybe I'll go back and I'll put like 1998 or whatever it is, it might be like an iconic moment in history and you want to rap. About, to me, that is yeah, cool. like when an artist is like, I'm going to rap about it from like 2022 perspective, but I'm going to rap about a year that happened, you know, before I was born or, you know, when I was young and now I've learned about it, whatever it might be. I feel like you can, you can do it. I just feel like for this song, for you, I feel like you were like ready to go and then COVID happens and then it's hard to, you know, I feel like everyone thinks it's easier to make a music video. Yeah. And then, and then you start making a music video and you're like, holy shit, this is fucking really difficult. And there's so much that goes into it. It's crazy. I mean, look, first off, Dr. Dre's album was special. So my man, he can name any album a year, but like, but like this song was really the only way it was created was because of COVID and everything that happened 2020. And like, you know, it's not so much on COVID, it's just on the reaction. But, like, everything that was going on at that time was very, very stressful. Like, I was at, I would say, like, I'm at a different peak now. Like, the other day I just performed uh, with Kosha Dills and opened up for Neeson Black, which are, like, two pretty big guys, like, in the Jewish uh, rap game. And, you know, it was a nice opportunity. But, like, back then I was at a different peak. Like, I was getting performances when I never had, like I was getting at least like four gigs a month when I used to have like maybe one gig in like three months or like no gigs at all. And I was getting my experience because like, you know, I've only been doing this for like three years publicly. Like I've always known how to rap, but when you rap and you do it as a career, like there's so many different things that you got to learn. So like at that point in time, definitely I had to sit back for at least like a couple of months and just figure out a whole new game plan because everything that I thought was going to happen or that like I had planned to happen 
it basically just got thrown in the garbage. Like everybody legit took their schedule in life. Like, you know, everybody, they took their whole lifestyle, their whole schedule, and they just threw it out. You know, like I didn't, I didn't lose my faith and, and lose any of the growth. I kept making content. I did different things with my time. I, I, I reinvented myself in a way, but like, you know, initially the first thing to do was like, all right, I'm taking everything off my plate. I'm, I'm not even worried about money at this point in time. I'm just worried about what the hell is going on. What am I going to do? Like, you know, Peter, like, you know, fat, my family's driving down from New York to Florida because they got to leave. They want to be near us. And like, everyone's trying to figure out like what's going on, bro. Like at that point in time, like everyone was kind of like paranoid and like scared. So it was like, for me as an artist, I'm just like, yo, let me whip out the notebook real quick and write all this down because this is good material. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I was like, yo, this is stuff I got to write songs about, but like going into every moment of that time frame where I'm just like, I don't know what tomorrow is going to be like it, you know, it was very hard to plan and it was very difficult. I couldn't perform. No one wanted to see me perform. They didn't even want to see Jay-Z perform. They didn't want to see anybody perform. You know, they, they were just trying to be safe. I would have seen Jay-Z perform. I would, I would be the only <laughs> motherfucker at that concert. I feel like people would have seen, uh, like, uh, but I get you. Like, there was, it, there's a fear. There was like a, I would have seen Jay-Z too. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay-Z, if you come out, I guarantee you'll sell out. Guaranteed. And if know. you don't, I'll pay for it myself. No, no I imagine uh, if, if yeah, I was going to go there. Can we get that in writing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to be fair, if I was the only guy at a Jay-Z concert and it was private, it would be awesome for like three minutes and then really awkward because I'd be like, I don't deserve this. I haven't earned this like one-on-one -on -one session. I'd be like, you know what? Let's bring a crowd. It'd be so weird. But how was it in Florida? I mean, I feel like outside looking in, how was it with COVID? How were the people? Like, what was the vibe in general? So like, all right, it, it was definitely in the beginning, it, it was like the same as anywhere on earth. People were like, you know, getting masks and they were paranoid and they were like, you know, chilling out. But then I think after like one week, everyone was like, yo, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> like, like I'm trying to go to the club. They were like, yo, I, I understand that you don't want to get sick with Corona. I don't want to get sick either, but we're, we're just not having it. And we're, we're going outside, you know, like we're, we're going to go party somewhere. Like they were throwing house parties and, you know, they were they were doing wild ass parties on the beach. Like there's that is it's hotter outside and there's more open space. And and it's not that difficult to really be far apart from each other. I feel like majority of people stayed inside low key. They were outside every day, you know, like inside, you know, like they were telling people that they were like, you know, very careful. They didn't want to meet nobody. And you know, spread the virus. But meanwhile, like I found out you was at an underground party that I didn't go to. I wanted to go there and I was really contemplating it. I was like, you know, there's going to be 150 people in one spot and I could perform there. Like this is what's going through my head. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I want to go, but I didn't go. And then, you know, I'm not, I'm not a really good advocate for like masking up and social distancing because like, it's public information, bro. I, I threw a music video release party during COVID, like, you know, and people were going nuts. People needed it, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. 
So Florida was definitely its own country. And um, it, it was fun, bro. It, it was fun. I'm not going to lie, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, see, I'm in, like, both camps with you because, like, I definitely know that there are people who publicly will say stay home, don't do anything, and then privately they go to their friend's house or they go to something else. So, like, there's that two sides of, like, what mm. they do. But the one thing that has always dr- driven me crazy is masks and, like, I feel That's like drive me crazy too. Bro. And like I said this before on the podcast, but like socially, it's not good for us because like seeing faces is an important part of like us being social creatures because it like creates distance. It's so weird that like if we wore a mask right now and did this interview, it would suck purely because we wouldn't be able to see the expression. You wouldn't yeah, see yeah. smiles. You don't you don't see that part of it. But also, I mean, everyone's wearing one use masks a thousand times. Like, so come true. on, don't don't so lie to me. Like, everyone is doing it. Like, you're, you're like, fuck, I'm going outside. I've got to try to find a mask. <laughs> and you go into your jeans that you've washed. And then you, you're like, you pull out this crunk, crumpled up piece of shit mask. You put it on. It, it's it, it's really I strange know, to I me. Know. Like, I know what you're saying. It was strange to me, too. That's why, that's why when, like, for instance, I went to New York because, like, I had to go back to New York, bro. And, like, I, did, I wasn't there for like the longest period of time that I've never been there. And like, it, it just felt so different because when I got on the plane, I'm wearing the mask the whole time. And then like, I get to New York and like, I took off my mask outside of the airport and people were giving me looks and I'm like, what, what happened? You know, I was like, this isn't the place that I remember. I've been coming here every single year since I left and I grew up here. It's like, I know what to expect, you know? So I saw everything that was going down and I'm like, man, something ain't right over here. Like the attitude is just different. And then like, you know, when when I saw that whole like change in energy from being just happy and positive in Florida to just negative and like, I don't give a fuck about nobody. Like, yo, if you, if you look at me the wrong way, if you don't wear a mask, like I'm going to either say something to you or like it's going to get physical, you know, like it was two totally different words, uh, uh, worlds, excuse me. I feel like that's why I was inspired to write everything 2020 because i saw the difference bro like when i say lines like nations divided on their opinions like i really felt like that coming from florida and then like i'm in new york and it's a whole different like energy vibe life that i'm living you know like that was that was some big inspiration right there going to new york and actually experiencing what was going on instead of just hearing it on the news and then i got in the booth with my boy Tariq and he played me the beat that he made with his friend Sal. And then it was like magic, bro. I'm telling you, as soon as I listened to the beat, I was like, this is something that's going to be a documentary forever, man. I was like, we're going to make a track about what's happening in this moment because it's so like surreal and not even now it's not even normal, man. Like it's something that nobody expected. It just like came out of nowhere. So like Tariq put on that track and I didn't even write lyrics at all. Like I just freestyled the whole song because like it just came from the experiences from like two hours ago. Like I didn't even need to write it down. Like it was fresh, man. And and everything that I put on that track, bro, it was all because of like the difference in the nation's opinion and how everyone reacted differently. Like it was so obvious that everybody was thinking completely different. Like, you know, you had 
you had like two totally different opinions, bro. And people were really taking sides. Like no one was understanding each other. Well, I mean, to to give you credit, 2020 was a huge year for the US in terms of what it went through politically, in terms of coronavirus, in terms of, you know, the whole election. Everything. 2020 yeah. really changed the fabric of society. <laughs> no, Sorry. you're not wrong, bro. No, and you're I, not wrong at all. And to be honest, I think it caught a lot of people off guard in terms of how quickly yeah. things seemed to escalate in terms of, you know, you just saw uh, the people start to fight a lot and you saw like, you know, the Black Lives Matter, which was a really important movement, came out of it. Um, and then you you saw, you know, like you said, the storming of the Capitol. What was it? That was early. Bro, in Miami, I saw riots too. Like it wasn't even related to Black Lives Matter. There were just riots where people were just breaking into the mall and just robbing everything they could. You know, it's like they're like, bro, nothing, nothing was. Let's put what's that law? I think it's like Murphy's Law or something. Anything that yeah, can catch happen, twenty-two. Will, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. So it's like. That that that's really how it was going on, bro. You know, I don't know how how it was in Australia, but over here, everything was like chaotic and unpredictable. You know, the, the weird Un- thing so is that like I thought it looked like the makings of a revolution, like it really did. Yeah. In terms yeah. of like you know riots, in terms of the amount of protests that were going on, and both sides were protesting in the storming of the Capitol, and everyone was like. What the fuck is going on? Because this yeah, is like, yeah. no modern 21st century <laughs> democracy and there's people rioting and breaking stores and shit like that. And, you know, for me, it was like the outside looking in. We had protests as well over here about, uh, you know, police brutality and that kind of stuff. But we didn't really have anything to that large scale, although people started to like protest the lockdowns and and fight that kind of stuff. And then there were these and then it's like, two sides are either against it or for it. And there's like no balance in between. Like you started seeing that everybody was like, if you think this, then I hate you. And if you think this, then I hate you. And there was just like no dialogue. It was so strange. It's so weird to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why people like really took it. So um, I would say like political and like personal, you know, like everyone was acting like their friend is now their enemy. And, and in reality, like, all it really was is that you guys think different about certain subjects. All you really got to do is just accept that, you know, agree to disagree. You got to accept the fact that you're different people. You're going to think differently and you're allowed to have your own opinion, bro. You know, like, if you're going to fight about who's right and who's wrong, you're going to be going around in a hamster wheel forever. You know, I mean... That's really well, religions have been doing yeah. that for centuries. It's like yeah. the same thing. Like the whole point of like, you know, you've just got to accept that you may not agree with that person, but that doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like, I honestly believe sure. that most people actually want what's best for the society that you live in. They just have different opinions on how to get there. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it's like, sure. you know, sometimes I think if you get really angry, you do yourself and your point of view a disservice because you force them to get angry and vice versa. Like, I don't know. It's not so hard to just talk to people. No, it's not that hard, bro. I'm telling you, that's why, excuse me. That's why I put in the, in the song, like, you know, like I was saying before, nations divided on their opinion because 
that's really what it came down to, bro. It was it was everybody, man. It wasn't it wasn't just one state or one city. It was like it was a whole movement, you know. Everything everything just changed, bro. Like legit in a matter of like months, like everything just like 180 like flipped upside down. Like you thought you thought you were going to have, you know, a game plan for like the rest of the year and everything that you knew was just, you know, a thought. It wasn't actually going to happen, you know. Everyone thought we'd be done with masks in like two two weeks. I remember that. Everyone was like, bro, give it two weeks, bro. Two weeks and we're done. I promise you. And then that two weeks turned into like two years already. You know, that's why that's why in the music video, I highlighted the mask so much because you saw right there that everything in <laughs> 2020, the number one thing that you could take away from everything is that masks are now like a common part of the society. And like me, myself, like I'm not really that big on it. You know, like I think that it, it like um, I think that it gives people like a false sense of security that they actually understand, you know, because I'm wearing a mask, I'm going to be safer. But like, you know, that's just a false understanding, you know, but whatever, bro. I'm not here to like, you know, get in depth and, and spread my scientific <laughs> beliefs. All, 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 all I'm saying but is us that two guys, both exactly. non-scientists who yeah. are not real. <laughs> don't listen to what we say. Like, let's just yeah. be clear. Well, don't actually, listen- I graduated with electrical engineering. So like I got I got some of that on me. I'm not gonna lie, but like I'm still not trying to get into it. You know, I'm still not. <laughs> I'm I'm just here to let you know the number one thing that left me like that that you should leave with after watching that video is that masks are now part of the society. That's why it's so widespread in the video because like I don't even wear masks like that on the daily, but for the video I just had to showcase how I'm feeling, you know, and uh, it was just annoying. Honestly, everything that you did a mess. Well, I mean, and you do you, if, if you want to wear one, yeah. wear one. And you know, people will hate if, if we say that you don't wear one, if you don't want to, but whatever, don't listen to a word we say, this is just our opinion. It's not based on, well, mine isn't based on science or facts. It's just based on me, like putting shit together, whatever facts, whatever works with you, bro. You know, well, well, do you know what I wanted to ask you about is 2021. We talk about 2020, but 2021 uh-huh. was also a big year for you because Ooh. I think, did I see you got married as well? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. That happened in 2020 though. Oh, that happened in 2020. Well, congratulations. Yeah. How's married life treating you? It's good, man. It's good. It's definitely helped me, you know, write more music and get more focused in the studio the truth is, is that, you know, when you have somebody by your side who's like pushing you to be a better version of you and like always looking out for you, it, it really it really does something. You know, I think 2021, because of being married, I was able to like really focus on what's important in this music. And I found out, you know, why I do music, whereas before I was just doing it like now I actually understood why I'm doing it. And it, it's it's been crazy bro like i've been going into the studio having some of the best sessions i've ever had because i've been focused and i've been doing it the right way i've been practicing a lot with freestyling been writing lyrics like almost i would say like it used to be like once or twice a week and now it's like almost every day bro like every day i have i'm just like i have pages and stuff it, it gets to the point where like i walk into the studio and I'm just like, all right, what page is, is going to go with this beat today? But, um, 
Yeah, bro. Married life is pretty is pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie, man. It's um, it's something that in today's society, it's it's not the same belief like it was like years ago. But the truth is, is that it's beneficial if you want it to be. You know, some people get married for no, and I'm not no relationship coach. You know, I just want to let you know, like, don't take this advice and then come back and be like, yo. King Solomon, this is this, this is the advice you gave me. It's it's terrible. It's like just you got to marry the right know. person. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. But like that's it. That's yeah, it. so they can't blame you if they didn't marry. No, nah, the right they person. can't blame. All, all I'm saying is that it, you know if you go into the relationship with the belief that you get married, I don't know because that person got money or because that person like looks good. Like you know those those are not good reasons to get married. You gotta get married like. Obviously, people are going to argue and be like, oh, you're getting bread. Yeah, all right, you're getting bread, but you got to get married because both of you are going to benefit from having each other all the time in your life, bro. If you are going to have a toxic relationship, and hopefully the shade room hears this, but if you're going to have a toxic relationship, don't even waste your energy with that. Focus it on something that really matters, like yourself. And and that's the last thing I'm going to say on that. Well, do you know what's interesting? I had this conversation with my brother the other day. It's like, you look at all the best athletes in the world and uh-huh. they actually all have like relationships that are really stable. Like Tom mm. Brady has been married for however long he's in a stable relationship. Oh, with Giselle. Yeah. Of Giselle. course, Tom Brady. LeBron. Yeah, he's the, yeah, LeBron. Man, he he's who? been married forever. He's in a stable relationship. You look at you. Like there's just something to be said about I see having what you're saying a stable love life because it allows you to focus yeah. on what Conor McGregor you, too. Yeah. Conor he has McGregor. a crazy story because of his wife, bro. Like his wife, like knew him when he was like a bummer, like homeless or something. And like, she saw him, uh, she saw him evolve, bro. Like it was crazy, but, but you're right, bro. You're right. It's, it's hundred percent necessary. I mean, look at Tom Brady and what he's done, bro. LeBron James, not really a big fan of LeBron James, so I don't want to talk about him. But Tom Brady, Tom Brady, I could talk about <laughs> because the Giants whooped his ass in the Super Bowl two times in a row. So because of that, I, I don't even care that he's won seven Super Bowls. People hate on him. He he's done amazing. The Giants whooped his ass. Eli whooped his ass two times, so I'm happy about it. But definitely, you know, shout out Eli Manning and Peyton Manning. I, I love them boys. And it's Monday night, probably after this, I'm gonna watch the game. But um, bro, they everybody who's like really, really successful, you know. I know Jeff Bezos got divorced, but before he got divorced, he was married for a while too, bro. You know, it, it takes it takes two to have one, you know, like two two people is is one person, you know. If you you either get it or you don't. They say that one is none and two is one. Well, I think it's also it helps because like you don't have to focus on chasing someone, you know, because like mm, I'm, I'm single, right. Too. So like, I know part of my energy is like, all right, going on dates and like meeting, meeting people and stuff like that. But then also like when you go through struggling times to have a really stable relationship is good to lean on because they motivate you and they're like, you know what, you can get through it. Like, you know, I look at, you know, injuries that, that people go through like you know losses or whatever they're struggling or like you know even for you you can't you couldn't do shows that you know that relationship helps you get through it and they keep you going into the next level to be like hey this is just a downtime for now but like 
this is not forever. You can still keep going. And, you know, as much as you don't like LeBron, I think a lot of people don't <laughs> like LeBron. But like, I really don't like LeBron, bro. I, I will really say, don't. I will say about LeBron is that he's I like him as yeah, whatever. He's he's a great basketballer, whether you like him or not, you can't deny he's really good. Exactly, exactly. Um, but he's gone through a lot to get to where he is. And I feel like his relationship with his wife is a big part of that because it allows him to focus on being the best basketballer he could ever be without distractions. I agree, bro. He as a basketball player gets my respect truthfully it's like kind of like everything else that he does that doesn't really get my respect like he's trying so hard to not be a basketball player you know like it's amazing like i i think that he's trying to be a politician too much and i think that he did like whatever with the super teams and bringing all these people together and like you know making it so it's like, oh, let's go team up with the best people in the league. It's like, no, bro, you got to be fighting, bro. You got to take over a team, and you got to go fight for that championship. All right, don't get a super team. And I know people are going to debate and be like, you you know, there were other super teams before super teams. And and that's true, bro. That's true. But, like, if you really want to get, like, people's respect, bro, you got to show that you worked hard. You know, that's why, like, when he – um. He got people's respect when he won his first championship because he worked hard. But but really, like, I love you. Like, no lie, bro. I appreciate you. But we got to switch the subject because I don't like talking about LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't, bro. Like, I really don't. I really don't. I'll talk about anything else. I love that. That's so funny. The last thing I expected would to be like basketball. Be like, no, I can't do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll talk about Jordan all day. I like love Jordan, bro. I love Jordan, but it's like the the thing with me is that like I like to talk positive about everybody that I meet. I, I'm the type of person that if people say negative things, like I'm like, bro, stop talking. And like I'm not perfect, bro. I'm human. Like there's times when I get upset and I talk shit. I'm not gonna lie to you, but like majority of the time. I just like, you know, speaking positivity, you know, that that's why I'm like that, because I know if we talk about LeBron James, I'm not going to say one good thing about him. I did. I did. But like, you know, we got like, it out of you. We got it out you of know, you on record. That's one insane. Good thing. That's the only time. <laughs> <laughs> like if it wasn't for you, like probably would not have even got that compliment. Well, I but, did want to yeah. want to say let's switch topics because uh, I don't want to talk. It's not the LeBron show, and he doesn't fund this <laughs> podcast. And if Thank he you. did, if he did, I would talk about LeBron, but he doesn't. Yeah. So, um, what I did want to say is what I did notice about your music, and what's good is like I think almost King's Beach is the best song you've ever done, like which is your most recent track. Like I think the sound Miami King, Beach, yeah, yeah Miami Beach. Uh, yeah. I, th- I always do this. I always mix up the name and, and what I don't anyway. know. Is that a beat? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Miami beach best. I, like I honestly think, I think you, I think you've, you're starting to find your voice in a way. Like I think if, even when I listen I, to I like your early tracks, like you'll just not even like, not what you say, but it's like your voice sounds better like you found your artist voice and you found the sounds that work really well like do you go back and go like oh i like looking back at what i used to do i can see the huge development of course bro of course that's like 
the number one thing that's happened because of of uh, COVID is all having all that time to myself to just focus on the craft. Like basically, right now I'm like super busy. Like you know, the COVID days are over. You know, like but the sound the sound is like it taught me so much because everyone knows that I could spit bars. You know, you ask me for a freestyle, no problem. Like you ask me for a verse or a chorus, like I'll write it down. Like it's not an issue, but like it's something about having like that signature voice that I've definitely been putting a lot more effort into that, especially like right now in this moment, because like, as I grow, I want to have that, like, you know, basically like, you know, bass voice, with like that smooth style with, with like the versatility, you know, that's the biggest thing. I want to have versatility with my voice. I want to be able, like, I'm not trying to be Drake and like do a singing and rapping on every track, even though that's fly and I like it. Like, I'm not trying to do that. Like, I just want to be able to like move in and out of any flow that I want. And that all happens by me just being like confident with what's going on and having Miami beach, be a great representation of like what my current voice is like in the music is, is perfect for me. You know, everyone's digging it. Uh, like a lot of people, you're not the first person to say that, bro. A lot of people said this is the single. And like, you know, the truth is, is that once everything 2020 is done, a lot of my focus is going towards Miami Beach, bro. You know, I dropped it at a time when basically my whole family and like, everybody down here started getting, you know, like the, the variants and stuff like that. They started getting Corona again. So like things were like, you know, still happening, but you know, a lot of things had to be played. And I basically had my boy record a bunch of footage on his iPhone and it was like freak accident, bro. Like usually everything is sent to me right away. And like, he sent it to me on, it was like Google photos, something so weird instead of just sending it to me on like we transfer. So like he went, we were at the beach and like legit, he went swimming with me after, uh, I'm sorry, he went swimming after I left the beach and he destroyed his phone. But I was like, damn, that sucks. I was like, man, you just got a brand new phone. And I was like, you know, did you send me the content? He was like, bro, who the fuck cares about the content? It was like, who the hell even cares about the content, bro? I just lost my whole phone. I paid like $1,300. I'm like, so where's the content? <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he's like, I sent it to you. So I, I checked Google Photos, which I never used before. It's like the weirdest thing. And I can't access it. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying for hours to make a long story short. I couldn't access it. And I had a lot of content related to Miami Beach that I wanted to drop but couldn't do it. And that, you know, no excuse, you know, I should have been out there making content the same day, but you know, I didn't properly roll out that release. So now after everything 2020 and after this little, you know, I would say engagement, you know, session that I've had over the past like month, just getting people back into my world and getting the music video going, having them listen and follow up on everything I've been doing because most of 21, uh, 2021, the truth is, all I did was just really focus on myself. I did enough on social media to stay relevant, but I wasn't pushing myself like I am like right now. You know, I was just dropping singles and I was showing people my progress and I was just doing what I'm normally doing. But I wasn't really, you know, I would say 
motivated to do anything more than just drop some singles and and drop some freestyles i wasn't trying to drop albums like this year i'm going to drop albums I, I could guarantee that to you you know so it's like i know we started talking about my voice but like all the all this stuff you know really relates to it i i promise you you know so long story short yeah i feel great that my voice is sounding amazing on miami beach and i want to keep that going well how did you work on the voice in particular because like it's such a unique thing to work on because i feel like you know unless you like i talk a lot so like i'm aware of what my voice is doing i know when it's like lower or when it's higher and like you start to be attuned but how do you actually specifically start to be like you know what i'm gonna work on this tonality or i'm gonna work on pitch or i'm going to actually train to get to a certain point how do you do that uh really really it just comes from experimentation and and lessons you know it's like you gotta you gotta speak from your diaphragm you know like when you get sick for instance and your nose is stuffy like you sound more nasal you know like i wouldn't be able to rap when i got a stuffy nose i wouldn't sound the same you know but but like if you use your diaphragm and you talk like this really big and then you switch it back down and then you talk a little bit higher, you know, like basically just use your diaphragm you and 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 circular breathing, which is like really difficult. I can't even do that. But like circular breathing is basically like as you breathe out with your mouth, the words you're breathing in with your nose. So it's like you know, the airflow is always constant instead of having to like say, you know, I'm making the moves, I'm making the moves, I'm making the moves. Like, you know, you know, like instead of taking breaths, like you're always going. And um, I would say the number one thing to work with is your diaphragm, like speak from your belly, like opera singers, my boy, who's an opera singer, like he is like, bro, he's like a twig. I'm not even like, I'm not even trying to violate like dude's just skinny, but when you hear him talk, bro, or I'm sorry, when you hear him sing, especially when he gets deep, bro, you would think the dude was like 500 pounds. Like, I'm telling you, his voice is crazy. So, like, you, it's all about the diaphragm in the beginning. And then, you know, you, you get better with the voice. And and the main thing that I did other than the diaphragm was that, was that I took people's advice, bro. I wasn't scared to take criticism. I've never been. But like even more so with this, I listened to like what people had to say. I listened to the right people. I worked with a great engineer who I still work with. His name is Renzo Gonzalez. I did um take out the trash with him. And he's like a, you know, on Billboard. He's like a crazy artist and he's my engineer. He helps out a lot. And uh, listening to yourself is definitely, it definitely helps. But, you know, the main thing is to try and focus on what you're going for. You know, if you look back into the past so much and focus so much on your past music, it will like, at least in my eyes and my experience, it will hinder your growth. Whereas if you just approach the situation and you're like, yo, I want to try sounding like this. And I think this is a good sound. Like that's what you should do. Once, once I had Miami beach, I was like, this is a good template, but I don't like to spend so much time analyzing the old voice because you know, I already did that. There's no need to overanalyze. Yeah, I feel the same way, to be honest. Like, I don't go back and listen to old episodes. I just don't. There's no, like, there's no benefit for me to go yeah. back and listen yeah. to, like, an old interview that I did because it's like, 
I'll like, I listen to them when I edit them and then when it comes out, but then uh-huh. after that, I'm like, all right, I know what I want to work on for the next one. And so I'm not ever going back. I just already know exactly. what I need to train or I know what I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to try and do. And then every time I'm editing, that's when I'm like, did you do it? Yes or no. All right. Did it work? Did Whatever it is. Like, I feel yeah, like sometimes yeah. when you look too far back, you're right. It doesn't help you because you, that's not really you anymore. You've gone Correct. through exactly. so much. You're looking at a different artist. It's They may look like you have the same name, but well, their skill set is different. You outgrew, so, you yeah. outgrew it. You outgrew it, bro. You elevated to a new plat- plateau. Like you, you're, you're, you're in a whole different ball game, bro. Like if you, if you spend way too much time looking back, like you'll, you're going to go back. That that's at least how I think it's always, it's always good. Like think about when you were in college or whatever, I don't know, high school, whatever you're, you're taking a test, you know, it's always good to go review the material. But once you pass that test with a hundred, are you going back and reviewing that material? Hell no. Bro. I didn't even review it half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like one of my other lines when I was like, I sit on my ass and I still pass, but like, but you know, that that's how it is. That's how it is with the music, bro. It's like, for instance, I need that and wish me well. The successful songs, I will always go back when I need it. But like, I'm not going back to try and sound like that or try and think like that. I'm going back to just hear, you know, what I said, how I said it, and the sonic vibe of everything combined. That's really it. And sometimes it's not even the song. Sometimes it's like I did something new with how I pushed it how I market yeah. it, how yeah. I did the release. So there's like, there's so many elements to it that like, you know, it could be as good as any other track that you've done, but you could have changed something different on the business side of it that has pushed it to make it more successful. So like being aware of like what changes you've made is really important to understand what the next changes are. Like if you just go to, I just, yeah, I just think, a lot of people get stuck in reviewing their work for too long. It's the same thing for like yeah. dropping music. Like I feel like a lot of artists are too critical and then there are the flip side artists who are not critical enough. And it's finding that balance and having people around you to be like, Hey, to be fair, that wasn't good. You need to, be- to do better. Or like you need to release this because otherwise it just sits there and gathers dust and then you lose all momentum. Like you just got to find it's your so right balance and your right rhythm. Yeah, that's the way it should be, man. Like everything should go. I agree with 100% what you said. Everything should go just like that. It's actually funny because like with everything 2020, like when it wasn't um, put out yet, but it was still in the development process. Like I basically recorded the song and we were filming the music video. And like after we had all the shots, you know, like I said, we didn't release it right away. So when you're going back to the the drawing board and you're constantly, you know, using the video as a canvas and you're trying out all these different ideas, that that's the only uh, that's the only time that I recommend you actually go back and overanalyze and then change your work because it's not put out yet and you have the ability to edit it and do it in a different way that you never thought was possible. Like we, we actually wanted to really make an impact. So we were in the editing process of this track for about, I think it was seven months. 
And every month we had a different edit. And off of every edit, we made our comments. We sent out the video to like 50 different people and got all of these comments and just listened to the world and then basically transformed the video every single time. So you could do that when you have the ability to, but like once your stuff is out there, like, you know, that you got to let it be because like, there's no point in going back to it and changing it. You know, you could, you should only do that for unreleased stuff or passion projects, anything that is not given to the world yet, because, you know, I'm a firm believer. And once you give it to the world, that that's the way it was supposed to be delivered. There's no going back, you know, like when we were shooting the music video, Tariq flew down here basically for two days and me and him had only like, I'm not even joking. We had maybe eight hours to film the whole music video. There's different parts. There's parts in New York that he filmed with Sal. But like down here, when he was filming the music video, we were basically running all over the place. We had it in our mind. We had it on paper, every location. There were some parts that we just drove around and picked like random locations. I'm not going to lie. It was just like a very improv video. But like everything that we did, we just like, did it to the best of our abilities. We had three places we knew we were going to go, which was like Overtown by Kiki on, uh, uh, Overtown Kiki on the River. Um, I'm sorry, four places, Bayside Marketplace, and then the egg, the giant egg in like uh, South Beach. And Do you have to get permission to film in those spots or can you just go? Usually, uh, I mean, not, not, it's public. It's all public places. So all you got to do really is just bring a cameraman and get to it. Remember, I, in my video, I didn't have a bunch of people in the background. It was just me, you know? So everything was just a guy, you know, in someone else's point of view. It's just a guy being filmed, you know? It's not a whole production. It's more It's more like a documentary. They had no idea it was going to be a music video, you know? And, and basically, like, going back to what I was saying, Tariq was just taking all these videos in all these locations and every time I would ask him, bro, is it good? Is it good? And halfway through the, the whole, like, you know, production, he was just like, bro, enough of this already. He's like, everything is good. We don't have time to think like this. We're going to get all the footage that we could get and we're going to make a video. And I was like, all right, let's go. We got to do it. And I stopped, stopped bothering him with questions. I was just like, let's go make it happen because that's the truth, bro. Like, you know, you can't you can't look back, you know, like it's good sometimes in certain situations like the one I gave before with, you know, putting out like a different, uh, you know, track or going back to it. But like, you know, majority of life, you can't live in the past and you can't go back, bro. You got to just accept it for what it is and move on, bro. If that if that, you know, I mean, everything 2020 is a great music video, but I could sit here and talk to you for like maybe two, three hours on like all the lessons that I've learned from like shooting this video to like the whole production to the post production to everything about this video was just a giant learning lesson. I'm not going to lie, man. Well, I'm just impressed that you were able to listen and watch the same video for like seven months. Cause like, (laughs) like honestly for me, two weeks in, I'm like, I've, I've had enough looking at the same thing. So like I'm I'm the type of person I'm like, I'm very impatient. So like, I'm like next, 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 or I need to take a break. And I'm like, you work on that and I'll come back to it. Cause I, I just get in my own head too much about it. Like you get lost in what it is. And I remember the third episode we ever released on the podcast. It was 
a Sai High the Prince review of the Black History Project, Man, which is an amazing mixtape. But I remember I did it. It was at the very beginning. I recorded it at my ex-girlfriend's parents' house <laughs> in one of their rooms. <laughs> no video, but it was like echoey as fuck. <laughs> I didn't realize until after. And I spent so much time trying to fix the echo, which I could never do. And I just um, ended up releasing it, but it was like, sometimes you just got to own it. Sometimes you're just going to be like, "It'll. this is not perfect, but like trust the process. I learned from that point on to like walk into every room and make sure that I understand the echo to make sure I'm never in that position again. No, I think that's the best thing that you possibly could do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you always want to be one step ahead. And just putting yourself in that mind state, I feel like you're never going to fail. That, that's just my personal belief. Well, I think the mistakes are good, though. You need to make yeah. the mistakes. Like, I, I feel it's weird because I think that people try to be successful without mistakes. But, like, there is, it's, a, no, it's part of the process, bro. I mean, you know, without mistakes, you're never going to get to the level where you want to be. Let's just put it like that. Somebody who's never made a mistake before, that means that the first time they make a mistake, they're going to fail so miserably that they're not going to know how to get up. You know, the biggest thing about failing is that you know how to get back up because it, it's such a part of life, bro. And like everything that's supposed to happen will happen. So if you fail, it just wasn't meant for you. You know, like if you go to a, a showcase or something like that, you're an up and coming artist. I'm not saying this happened to me. I went to to a different type of one but i'm just saying if you went to like a ten thousand uh, dollar venue uh, i'm sorry ten thousand dollar tournament where like the best guy wins ten thousand dollars and like you get second place and you only get like to a uh, twenty five hundred instead of ten grand it's like all right bro you could sit down there and you know soak in your emotions because you were so close to number one just like the super bowl winner you know when you get number two like that 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 sucks but at the end of the day bro like there's two things that you got to do in that moment bro you got to be happy that you even made it this far and you got to be grateful that you're even experiencing this failure because it's going to create something even better bro you know people people often fail a lot more than they succeed and that's what makes the successes uh, you know, a lot more heartfelt. Obviously, me, I want to try and succeed every day in my life, bro. And like, you know, God bless for the most part, I've been doing that because I've been putting in a lot of work. And once you get to that point where you know what to do, it's like you find yourself in a groove. You, you know how to handle almost every situation that's thrown your way. But even the best people in life, bro, I'm not saying I'm the best person, even the best people in life at handling all their decision making, they even fail, bro. They even make the wrong moves. It's just like, bro, you know, you're never going to be perfect, bro. Even even Simon, that machine that IBM built, I'm pretty sure he lost in jeopardy to somebody. I don't know. or, or But like, you know, everybody, everybody's going to make their own decisions. The thing is, just know how to handle it. Be proud of everything that you go through. Be proud of your choices. And one of the biggest things that I've learned as I've been getting older is that if you are second guessing yourself, you probably already know the answer. Like if you don't like, you know, this is a common one. Your friend hits you up to go out to the club. This has happened to me. This has happened to, I think, everybody at some point in their life. But you don't want to go. You're in your house chilling. 
and you're in your pajamas and it's Saturday night. You just want to vibe and watch a movie and eat dinner. But for the next hour, you're going to be contemplating, man, should I go? Should I not go? Probably this is going to happen. Probably I'm going to miss out on all these things. And then you have like, you know, that moment where it's just like, you know what, bro? Like, I'm not going. And then five minutes later, damn, man, should I really go? It's like, bro, it's like get up and go. Exactly. Exactly. You know, as you get older, you just realize if you're thinking like that already, you know, the answer, bro, just go. You know, if you don't want to go, it wouldn't even be a thought. You would just be like, okay, have fun and and put down the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that. That's the that's the biggest thing to just understand that, you know, as you get older, all the things that you failed at, make those your biggest strengths, bro. Well, I think that the failure is a weird thing because it's not, you haven't failed because you didn't quit yet. You only fail when you yeah, quit. Yeah, it's so true. So you just made a mistake or something didn't plan out the way there's lessons to be learned. Like, you know, if you quit, that's when you failed. Honestly, if you've set a goal and it takes you 30 years to get that goal, you'll hit that, but it'll, yeah. it'll take you time. And like, but if you quit 20 years in, that's when you failed. And it's like, it's weird that like the only thing that makes you a failure, the only thing that makes you unsuccessful is quitting. That's the only thing. It's so true. It's so true. And it's so interesting you bring it up because I was thinking the other day I was, I was listening, you know, like I I go to these, like basically, you know, like I would say brain sessions. I don't know. In the Jewish religion, it's called a shiur basically you know a bunch of wise people from the neighborhood get together and we were saying about how the whole fun of life like you know everything that's worth living for it is the journey it's a part of the process it's like you could be you could be upset that you know your single release didn't go that well Or you could be grateful that you're actually even at a moment in your life where you could release singles once every month or once every two months or that you're even at the point where you got a single. Like I used to like I used to be like, bro, I'm nothing, you know, like I like, bro, no, nobody knows me. And then, you know, this was like maybe the first year, you know, I don't think like this anymore. But then it hit me all of a sudden. It was like, yo, bro, you got more support than you even know. It's just that you're not thinking in the right way. You got to be grateful that you're even at this point where you released a single. Think about all the people who are sitting on music that haven't released one single in their life. You should be grateful that Wish Me Well got a million streams on SoundCloud. Think about people who put a song up and they got 14 streams and they don't even got one comment. You know, it's like if you sit, but that, but see, that's all comparing. But, but the truth of the matter is like, if you just think about, how far you've come and how fun the journey has been and like what you've learned and where you've grown and what you used to be and what you are now. Like if you put it into perspective, bro, you're always going to be satisfied. I'm telling you, unless, unless you're a bum, bro, unless you're just making moves in a downward direction, bro. Like I'm, I'm a very realistic person, bro. If you're not, if you're not making moves to better yourself and you go from like, I don't know, having like a a self-sustainable life to now you got to depend on everybody that, you know, because of, I don't know, your lack of spending money on the wrong things. Like, I mean, 
I'm not, I'm not one to judge because I'm the one who's actually going to help you out and give you some bread so you can make something of yourself and do something with it. But like, you know, that that's a whole nother topic of conversation. Well, I think you know? like, you know, the, the whole point is like some people are just, they do the right things, but they're unlucky and luck hits you at any time. So like yeah, we're all, yeah. anyone can be unlucky, but anyone can be lucky. But I think sometimes you make yeah. your own luck. Like, you know, the mindset. Hard work and, and opportunity. Yeah, that's what I honest. And you said before that, like, you know, there are some people who've never made a mistake. My honest belief with those people is if you've never made a mistake, you've never pushed yourself and you've never taken a risk. Yeah. You, you yeah. St- play it safe. That's If facts. you always play it safe, you're going to get the same result over and over again. But if yeah, you look at successful it. people, all successful people at some point take one sort of risk at least, if not hundreds, all the time to see what they can do. They're all taking risks. There's no such thing as like zero risk. You have to, you know, whether it's going to take a loan to start a business, whether it's, you know, quit your job to go be an artist full time, whether it's even release a song for the first time and put your ego away or if it's like to put yourself out there you know they're all risks if you never do it then of course you won't succeed of course you won't be like the others that you see and then you just sit back and you start being resentful because you didn't do it it's like it's true just do it man no you have to do it man i mean that's why i keep releasing music videos bro uh, that's why I keep putting on music. I mean, if I if I would have stopped when I made a bad music video, I mean, there there would have been you know there would have been only first maybe one. like I don't know one the or two. One. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the first one was like a home video. You know, I mean, but but at the same time, like that was also like a magical you know music video. But it, it's true, man. Not nothing is ever going to be. I would say according to plan, you know, sometimes it does go according to plan. And when it's very smooth like that, be grateful because most of the time there's always going to be a problem that needs to be solved. There's always going to be something that gets changed last minute, but the best thing you could do to help with any of that is to just listen to my music and watch my music videos and you'll be okay. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I love that. That's the the salesperson coming out in you. That's the like, you know, Bro. believe in yourself. And if you're not sure, believe in me. Cause I believe. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's how we're going to get those NFTs sold, bro. I'm telling you. That's how I used to, that's how I manage salespeople. Cause like I still, <laughs> I still have a full-time job and I'm like, I know you don't trust yourself and you trust me, but trust me. Cause I trust you. So like, don't doubt yourself. Just like that. That's like the best advice ever. Like trust people <laughs> that you trust. And if they trust you, then you should trust yourself as well. Exactly. Exactly. If you're not going to trust me, at least uh, I'm sorry. If you're not going to trust yourself, at least trust me. <laughs> and I trust you. So we're all yeah, <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's like the finesse right there, you know. Well, uh, talk to me about 2022. What have you got coming? You said you've got albums. You said you've got, you know, you're definitely going to drop. I think, I think cause I've been keen to see what you can do. I can see that like your music is elevated. Now I'm keen to see what an album will look like in terms of structure, in terms of like how you put it together and and really see, because your last album was what, 2019? That was your album? I think it was. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So yeah. Three years September in the 2019. Yeah, bro. The, the album is really, I'll, I'll tell you what, bro. Like I was ready to drop and I had enough songs, like an 18 track album. That's what I really wanted to do. 
And I thought about, you know, the day and age that we're in. And maybe if this was like 20 years ago, an 18 track album, or maybe even like 10 years ago, an 18 track album would have been great. But like nowadays, people don't want to hear that unless you're like, you know, number one. And I'm just trying to, to have the most reach as possible because I got... I got songs, bro. I got songs. I got music videos. This year, I'm going to drop more music videos. I, I already got another two that I'm going to drop. I haven't figured out when, but it's going to be soon. It's not going to be like, you know, uh, September. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like, you know, probably in the next couple of months and probably in like May or June. You know, I got music videos. I'm going to drop songs because I want to get that out there. My main thing is I just want to spread the music as much as possible. So with this album, it's, it's called Gam Paper. And, you know, just like the, the thing says, like the biggest thing in my life has been Gam Money right now, bro. Like eventually things are going to calm down. I'm going to think about something else because that's that's me. I switch it up all the time. But right now I'm just focused on making bread, like getting cash flow, you know, that 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 crypto, what, what, whatever, whatever. You whatever could be cash, bro. Even if it's bars of gold, even if it's a PS5, whatever could be cash, I I need that. All right. And the album is going to be 10 tracks. I I even wanted to make it, bro. My boy was like, 10 tracks is enough. Like I spoke to experts. They were like, 10 tracks is way too much, bro. You should just drop singles or you should just drop a four-track EP. They were being dead serious. And I was like, bro. I appreciate all this advice, but I'm dropping a 10 album track, uh, 10 album album. I'm sorry, a 10 track album, <laughs> a 10 track album. I'm dropping to my life. Paper. Yeah, Welcome to yeah. my life of just saying the wrong things all the time. I know. I know. <laughs> well, listen, bro, on a podcast like this, you know, talking about failing and stuff like that. It's a perfect example because I just you know, pick myself up. It's not that. Imagine big deal, if the, at, at that know? point you're like, "No, nah, it's over. I fucked up once. Exactly. It's all I know, over. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. But to just finish real quick, what I was saying is basically, I'm gonna drop the ten track album, and it's going to include songs like Hands of Time and Wish for This, and uh, it's gonna have a lot of. It's also gonna have. Um, Probably Miami Beach. It wasn't originally supposed to be on it, but I'm, I'm throwing it on there anyway. And it's going to have a lot of stuff that people are going to get excited about. I'm telling you, two of the tracks on the album already had music videos edited, finished, and everything that are going to come along with it. Uh, trying to actually get two more videos filmed in the next couple of months. And, uh, you know, the main the main thing right now is to just, Give the fans music and give the people what they want, bro. I could have easily said, you know, I want better engagement. I'm going to give people four tracks, but this is this is who I am, bro. Like this year, I told you I'm not playing around. I'm going to drop this album and people are going to see a side of me that they weren't ready for. I'm telling you right now. And and as far as uh, what else you could expect, I'm going to be dropping more freestyles. I started with Friday Freestyles. I already got one. I don't know if you've seen Sal, who played trumpet on everything 2020. When he came to Miami, me and him did a freestyle. I put it up on my Instagram. He was playing his trumpet, and I was freestyling over it. Some dude hit me up, and he was like, bro, how'd you even rap over a trumpet? You know how hard that is? And I was like, I love, I love this type of stuff because now not only do I get to teach, but I get people interested 
in stuff that normally isn't mainstream, like a jazz rapper. And I'm finding myself as a jazz rapper. It's crazy because I'm doing this album that's going to be straight hip hop, like maybe even a hint of trap and like a little hint of pop. But like most of it is just hip hop. And I find myself working with like three different artists on joint albums that have to do with jazz. And hopefully they they really turn into something. Me and Sal got another song already that we worked on that's, you know, very, very jazzy. And um, I like I like the jazz sound. I think that I've always said thank that, you, bro. The the keen the the thing about hip hop is like what I want is for every artist to find a cool, unique sound, whether it's yes. find a trumpet, yes. whether it's find whatever it might be. And there's like, there's a track DJ Premier produced, J Live Raps, and it's got a flute sample. It's a fucking flute. There's yeah. nothing less <laughs> hip hop than flute, but like it works so well. The only thing, there's no, there's no such thing as like the wrong instrument. That's the thing. Yes. You just got to make the track bang. Like as, if it's a banger and if it works and you sound good on it, you find the right pockets, do that. Then do that. The, the, that's really that's really what I'm at right now because the truth is when I started working with Sal more, my just natural artist like vibe just changed. Like I, I like I'm even having a hard time describing it because it was a real transformation. It it went I I went to a place where I'm like, bro. I, I finally realized what I could do. Like, I don't just have to rap. I don't just have to do hip hop. I could do jazz. Maybe I could do reggae. Maybe I could do like, you know, some like Afro-Cuban funk. Like, you never know. You really never know. I really will say that like learning drums when I was younger and continuing to be a drummer till today, not as much as I used to in the past, but still like, you know, hopping on the set. Like I did it two weeks ago. I went to school for jazz. So like just playing the drums just helped me with the rhythm. Like I'm starting to realize that, you know, anything is possible if you really just focus in on what you're trying to do, like it will all come together smooth. I agree. And yeah, I'm excited to see what you do and you know, 10 tracks. I mean, hip hop album. What you think about that? What you think about that? Uh, I think personally for it's too long. Personally, you I think see, you long. see a lot of people said it's too long. The only reason I know that is is because people aren't listening to ten, ten, all ten tracks. Exactly, and I they're know gonna that. skip and I know through. That. They're gonna skip through, and they're gonna choose that. They, they might quickly listen to to them. Like I sometimes do with albums, long albums. I'm like, I'm just gonna listen to the beat. If the beat catches my ear, I'm gonna listen to the track, and then otherwise, I'm gonna skip. But even the song yeah. lengths have changed. Like, you know, yeah, they used bro. to do, I remember like five minute songs that you can't get away with that anymore. I now, have three of those on the album. So that's also another thing. I'm too <laughs> old school, bro. I'm too like, and people say that, bro. Like my boys, they're like, bro, like you're an old school rapper. Like you do things old school, but I'm like, I want like the only reason that this album hasn't been dropped yet is because everyone is telling me i have too many tracks but i want the thing is though you can sell it the right way so i'm a big believer in you can sell anything right so everyone is doing short albums you just sell it as an old school album but you market it that way so like 
I like personally, I think you don't see that length. That doesn't mean you can't do it. So like right. I still just with the, with how everything is poised right now. I love that word. That might poised. be what the people need. Why not? Why not know. stand out and you give them a know. longer album? Drake did a 20 track album. Kanye did a tr- 20 exactly. track album. Exactly. It's not impossible. So it's not people are going to listen to them and people are going to listen to me too, because I'm dropping 10 tracks, bro. And that's that it's not changing. It's not changing. Yeah, I think I think do it, and then as long as you market it and sell it the right way, mm-hmm. no reason why it can't go well. And if the music is good, the music is good. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think I think there's a little bit love of like, it. I just think there's a little bit of like, okay, understand the market, but also understand your place in the market. So there's like understanding both of those things. If you drop an, a six track EP or a four track EP, like everybody else, what's different? Like if your tracks are two or three minutes long, what's different? What's the difference yeah, yeah. between you For and anybody free, else? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, give me more music. And you're like, no, you're going to have to wait. I like, I don't <laughs> mind. I, I have no problem with artists being like, you know what? I'm going to stick to my vision. I trust my instinct. Thank you for the advice. And as much as I'm saying 10 might be long, why not do it again? Worst comes to worst. You won't know until you put it out to market. You won't know until you try and you'll regret not doing it more than you will doing it and seeing what happens. I'm telling you right now, bro, like there's a big possibility that I might just sell it as a CD for like the first three months and then give it to streaming. Streaming is important, but to go with that old school vibe, bro, like I'm ready to do whatever it takes. And and the truth is, is that, I've been planning on this album for like the past five months. So once I release it. You could also do vinyls. Like I know. Yeah. He made a really cool vinyl for his project. Like you could, you could sell it that way of going old school of like going and you build the release that way. How many people got a vinyl? That's what I want to know. But it's a great idea just to have the memorabilia. And for your, for your fan base to be like, Hey, this is for the physical copy drop. It'll drop. Yes. Like, yes. I don't know. I feel like there's something there. This is, this is the, the, the type of the podcast for people to be like, you know, you can do whatever you want to do, but you just got to figure out the plan. There's no like, there's no set playlist. There's no set. This is how you do it. Like you can do it any way you want. So I don't have a problem with that of like going, Hey, let's do physical copy release early. Let's sell the shit out of that. Let's give them like sneak peeks. Let's get it's a vinyl. True, true. Let's get a beautiful cover. You know, you can do all that stuff. And then yeah. to be honest, I mean, I've, we've, I've spoken to people about this on the podcast, but like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not making bank off Spotify streams yet. You know, nah, we, we million got plays like gets like five grand or whatever, you know? Well, yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, the, the truth is, is that it's enough to pay a couple of bills, but it ain't life changing money. So you where know? does the money come from? The money comes from CD sales. Hard work, bro. Yeah. Features, gigs, CD sales, merch. That's where all the money comes from. Plugging yourself into different, bro, doing appearances, doing collaborations. That's where the money comes in. But the truth is, is that I knew that it was going to be special, this album, because I never wanted to shorten it, you know? So it's like having that whole different vibe and and just using it to my advantage, bro, it, it's going to... 
it's going to really take the game to the next level. People are going to be like, yo, maybe we should go back to old school. If people listen to that album and they're like, yo, I want to go do stuff like they did, like, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, then I know I succeeded because I got tracks on there that are like four minutes, 30 seconds. And I was even saying, like, this is some of the hottest stuff I've ever said on a track. But is it too long? Probably. I don't care. We drop. Well, I think the ordering, but now comes into, and we're getting into technical stuff, but like album yeah. construction becomes super important. Where like, course, you know that course. attention spans are short. So you got to have your like hook line and sinker early because if they're the ones that they can listen to first you go you go straight in and i've also never been a fan of calling an intro track like if it's an intro do a short intro but don't do half an intro and half a song fuck me i like dude. 50 cents intro yeah. that was just like the coin flip you yeah know? so simple so easy eight seconds you're in and you know it's 50 cent it's a 50 cent piece so like yeah, it, it makes perfect. so much sense but like, you don't need a four minute intro, just get into the music. So like, I think construction of the album becomes super important for a 10 track album. Yeah, of course, bro. Of course. I, I mean, I sat down there with my cover artist. I told my cover artist three different occasions that we had to change the order and he was getting pissed off every time. And I was like, yo, like, this is a part of the album, man. I'm sorry. And he understood like, like he, he was just joking with me because he understands, you know, it's really this is art, bro. This is art. The same way I went back and edited that video seven times. I changed this at least three, four times in order to find the right. I might even change it again. Who knows? Because it all depends on the mood of the day and the feeling. But like. No matter what, it's going to be bomb. And, and it got tracks that people are already familiar with, you know. And to be honest, I've critiqued albums on this podcast for poor album construction uh, i have critiqued them i've said it like you know what there are some albums where it's like a banger followed by a really mellow track and it just doesn't hit it like, doesn't make for sense for me for me the one that comes to mind is um stormzy's album gang signs and prayer i found the transition between gangster tracks and like soul prayer tracks too jarring at times. Like he went from really hard, aggressive beats and then something so soft that like, I was like, I'm not, I can't handle the jump. So like there That's is, why I like there hands is of time. Because hands of time is like that, that jump song. So I hear that. I hear that. It was not easy, bro. I really, I really was methodical about it. And I took a lot of time. So hopefully when that album does drop and you listen to it, you could come up on here and be like, yo, that construction was, you know, either an A plus or now nah, it was an F. He didn't listen to anything I said. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're the artist and I, I can't do it any better. I've always said it. I can't do it any better. It is purely just as a fan, my opinions, but man, I, I, I think you will do what's right for you. You will sell it yes. in the right way. Like at the end of the day, trust your opinion. You've been doing a lot of work on, on yourself, on your music and everyone's giving you advice. They're trying, they, they're doing what they think is best, but at the end of the day, sure. it's your project. You're the artist. You know, if Kanye listened to everybody who gave him advice, I'm sure he wouldn't be Kanye. You know, he does what he does because he trusts his vision. I feel like a lot of artists yeah. do that and you just got to trust your vision at some point. I agree, man. I agree. That's some real motivating shit right there, man. I mean, the truth is, is that I got to be who I'm going to be, man. 
there's no other way around it. Everything that I've constructed, whether it be music, whether it be my life, my, you know, like it, it, it all comes from within and it's all real. It's none of like, that's the best part about it is that I don't have to think too much about it because I'm not doing anything that's too over the top. I'm not doing anything that's not natural to me. I'm just keeping it, you know, as simple as possible and just listening to what the heart says, bro. That's why everything God bless has been so smooth for me because I don't put unnecessary drama into any of my decisions. I'm just like, yo, we doing it because we doing it for this reason or we doing it for that reason. And if you don't want to do it, we're not doing it. And that's it. And I don't ever go back and say, bro, what were you thinking in that moment? I'm just, I just live with the choices I make and having that, having that really just takes the pressure off. I agree. And, and yeah, when's the drop? When are you thinking of dropping? That's the real question. The album. That's that. Yo, I'll tell you right now, bro. I think I'm going to drop it on my birthday, which is May 23rd. And I always like, and I always hated that. Like, I've never dropped anything on my birthday except Wish Me Well. And I kind of feel like that's why I need to drop this on my birthday. But I'll be real with you, bro. When it's my birthday, I don't want to be working. And when I drop this, I need to be working. So I'm probably going to drop this album. It's either going to be April or June. Hopefully it's April, but we'll see what happens. Probably around like March, I'll know. But it, it's happening this year, and it's happening It's happening no later than June. Like, I could guarantee that, bro. We're dropping the album this year. There you go. It It's coming. You heard it here. Pro- I think your friends probably know, but you heard it here first, April or right. June, it's coming out. That's absolutely for sure. We can't wait. I'm keen to see what you do, how you order your track list. And I'm keen to see your album cover. I'm just keen to see see all that you do. Who knows? I might have to buy a copy of the CD because we hey. might do a, a physical copy release first. But no, nah, man, I appreciate you coming through again. Uh, really course, impressive bro. to see what you've done since we last spoke and who knows? We said it last time, but I'm still gonna. I've still got hope. Hopefully, at some point, you come down in Australia and we can do it in person as well. Yeah, that that yeah. Listen, if I'm in Australia with you, man, you know that I made it. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> if you if your viewers see that we're chilling together, all right, I came up. But yeah, everything that you said, bro, I can say the same about you, man. I'm equally as impressed. Thank you for having me on the show. You know, it's always a good vibe when I'm here. I don't say it that much, but like really enjoyed spending the time and just, you know, shooting it back and forth. I really did. Awesome, man. Anytime. And we'll definitely speak soon. Shoot me a message when you drop it. And uh, I'm sure, you know, your fans will be really keen to wait and hopefully you can get back out and start touring, doing more shows, all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, it'd be great, man. I'll invite you to everything, bro. I will. And I'm happy to be here. Listen, listen to my music. Everybody who's watching King Solomon on IG. I know that, my boy over here is going to take care of it all and, and, and give you guys the links. But, you know, I appreciate you. If you're watching all the way to this moment, I super appreciate you. Like, And also, man. I'm going to get the names of the songs right this time. Everything 2020, Miami Beach. They're yes. the ones. It took, yes. what is it, like an hour and a half for me to get the names right. But we got there in the end. You did it, bro. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it man we can do it but again as i said yeah. appreciate you i know bro appreciate you too man 
Be good. Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. All right. You're becoming my number one fan. Hey, I I know. (laughs) It's likewise. It's likewise, man. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under hip hop hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.